pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 169 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we'll be going over a message from a friend of the podcast, Jonah Wesley, as well as going over the community transmission for the Starcart changes. Let's get started. Let's get started with the community transmission. Incoming transmission. Over the last few months, we've made a number of changes to Starcards. Whether it's a tweak here and there, or it's adding health on kill to all heroes, there's one bit of feedback that we've heard from you, though. And that revolves around the health on kill cards, and that you would like to see them become passive. We agree, and a few months ago we confirmed we would be working on this. Fast forward to the present day, and we've now reached the point where we're ready to deploy the changes into the live servers. This means that coming within this month's update, all heroes will have health on kill as a passive ability. We'll kill. But what happens to the star cards? Rather than just removing the star cards, we will be replacing them with brand new ones for each and every hero. All of the new cards will retain the same level as the health card that will be that it will be replacing. The new cards. Boba Fett. New card, Born to Fly. Boba Fett's abilities cooldown are faster while in air, but his health regeneration starts 1.5 seconds later. Makes him a little better. I won't. I don't see him like becoming amazing from this. So, so one step closer to making a Boba great again. A small step. It's usually two steps forward, one step back. <laughs> this is probably a step back. Boba Fett's actually kind of good at really higher levels, though. And a lot of these heroes just are really weak, lower level, and that's kind of why I haven't really leveled them up because they're so hard to play at this point. Darth Vader, surrounded by fear. When killing an enemy, Darth Vader gains stamina back. That one's pretty good. I could definitely see this one being useful in heroes versus villains when you're in a tight corner and you need your stamina. And it's nice it frees up this star card slot. Every single one of the heroes I play and I equip star cards with, I always do the health you know, on kill thing. Yeah. So that'll be nice to kind of experiment with some other options. The first thing I try to uh, level up is the health card. Yeah, like where it maximizes your max health and that card are really like staples, but this will change that. Emperor Palpatine, show no mercy. Each extra target hit by chain lightning will reduce its cooldown by 0.25 seconds to maximum. This effect resets when Emperor Palpatine is defeated. That's actually really good. That is really good. So it like lingers his entire life? Yes. So as long as you're alive, this is keep on stacking. Hmm. Is it like the first one that you do, or does it update it with every more chain lightning strikes you get? I think it's with every extra, with every extra one. Hmm. That'll be good. But I'm not 100% sure on that. Versio, Shocking weakness. Versio's stun droid also reveals enemies in a 25 meter radius to all allies for a short time. Pretty good. Aiden's one of those very annoying heroes. Like, she isn't super powerful, but she is super annoying. She isn't good by herself, but she's really good with the team. Oh, definitely. Kylo Ren, Power of Darkness. After you used Frenzy, Kylo Ren's lightsaber damage is increased for six seconds. That's pretty good. So after he uses it, it's a, a bonus. Darth Maul, Savage. If Darth Maul hits four enemies with spin attack within a short time, his spin attack recharge will be 75% faster for four seconds. That's really good, especially if you're uh, someone who uses that dash attack really frequently. General Grievous. 
Flesh is weak. For every 10% health missing, General Grievous gains damage reduction, but his health regeneration speed is halved. Count Dooku. Initiative. Every 15 seconds, Count Dooku's basic attack will be a critical strike, dealing extra damage. This cooldown is reduced by one second for every successful lightsaber attack. Captain Phasma. Blaster Inspection. Every time she kills an enemy, Captain Phasma and friendly troopers around her gain a permanent 3% decrease to their blaster overheat per bolt to a maximum. This effect resets when Captain Phasma is defeated. Chewbacca. Impervious. Every time Chewbacca deals a threshold of 200 combined damage with an ability, with any ability, he gains 2% damage reduction to a maximum. This effect resets after Chewbacca is defeated. Han Solo, Smuggler's Wits. Han Solo gains an extra dodge ability charge, but all cooldowns are increased. One's alright. It, these all seem pretty balanced, though. Leia, Stay Together. If she's within 15 meters of two friendly units, Leia and her close allies will take reduced damage. That's pretty good. Lando. Buckle up, baby. Every enemy trooper defeated or 100 damage to villains reduces the heat per shot of Lando's X-8 Night Sniper permanently by 2% to a maximum. This effect resets when Lando is defeated. Luke Skywalker. Intensify. Every trooper defeated or 200 damage to heroes increases Luke Skywalker's lightsaber damage by 2 to a maximum. This effect resets after Luke is defeated. Ray, Balance. Ray gains an extra dodge ability charge, but her stamina drains faster. Yoda. Size matters not. I can't. It's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Look me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. When the bonus health of present depletes, it heals for some of the damage it prevented, but its cooldown is increased by 13 seconds. Obi-Wan. Safeguard. After blocking 10 blaster shots, 2 abilities, or lightsaber attacks with his block, Obi-Wan gains a permanent reduction of 2% to all his stamina costs to a maximum. This effect resets when Obi-Wan is defeated. Anakin. Steamroll. Every enemy trooper defeated or 200 damage to villains in decreases all of Anakin's stamina costs by 2% to a maximum. This effect resets after Anakin is defeated. Finn, in charge. During undercover team, Finn will grant a damage reduction of 2% for each trooper defeated or 100 damage to villains to a maximum to all friendlies affected. This bonus stays for the next use of the ability but resets when Finn is defeated. All of these updates will be going into the August update, which is currently scheduled for release on August 28th. We'll be back with more info on this month's update, as well as the future of Star Wars Battlefront 2 at Gamescom later this month. Pretty good. This is uh, something that we missed, because that was posted uh, July 24th. But that's that's pretty awesome to see. That's cool. It's kind of similar to what they did in um, Battlefront 2015 when they kind of added something new to every different hero so so that's really neat i mean they were kind of kind of just doing kind of a general type thing with the the passive there but really cool yeah gonna be interested to see how that turns out because it's kind of like the original battlefront almost on the ps2 where you know the more enemies you killed you kind of got your health back mm -hmm. you know the difference is that you don't you know automatically degenerate your health but I wonder, like, what's the amount of health you gain for each kill? Probably, like, only three or four, huh? Possibly. I think it's... 
I think they would go with like a middle ground of what they had before. I know Bosk ability, his passive in Battlefront 2015, it gave him like three health per kill. And that depended on how much his trait went up. Yeah. But I I assume that's the kind of amount they're going for here, just so it doesn't become too overpowered. Yeah, I definitely, it's more than likely not going to be super overpowered. But if you get like a crazy amount of kills, that does add up pretty quickly. Exactly. So it's good. I'm glad that they're adding it as a passive ability, and it's something that a lot of the people were automatically using in any it's of the kind of like the jump pack in Battle for 2015. You only had two slots basically because everyone had the jump pack. Yeah. So it does free up that extra slot because I would have killed to have them add the jump pack as a passive in Battle for 2015. <laughs> oh, definitely. Gamescom is coming up very fast. We'll be right up there on the news for that. Definitely excited to see what the future of Battlefront 2 is going to be and the rest of the details for the August 28th update. Now let's get into our message from Jonah. Goodwin Brothers, big fan of the show. Just wanted to share some thoughts with you all. I love Battlefront, been playing Battlefront 2 since launch, and have loved Battlefront since I played the original back in 2004. I was wondering if you think EA will continue to support this game with content after Fallen Order comes out. I hope they continue the support because Fallen Order is single player only and I think Battlefront 2 has the fan base to continue for years. The only problem is that basic that EA is basically making no money on Battlefront 2, in my opinion, from skins and the game sells for like 10 bucks, so I don't think EA has incentive to continue creating new content. Also, my top skin wish list is a Maul Clone Wars robotic leg skin. That would be awesome. Anyways, I hope you all can share your thoughts on the next episode of the podcast. I don't think they'll make a Battlefront 3, so I wonder what the future of Star Wars video games is besides Jedi Fallen Order. So what do you think, Sam? So there, there are multiple multiple aspects to that. Let's get started with wondering if EA will continue to support this game and content uh, with content after Fallen Order. I mean, I hope they kind of release content associated with Fallen Order. That would be really cool. Maybe, you know, the protagonist add that to the game. Maybe the antagonist, if that works, and just a lot of new skins. That'd be cool to see, because it's set in the uh, just right after the third movie, correct? Yes. So yeah, we could see a lot of new different skins for some of the eras we have. And I think they could do that. I'm not 100 percent sure if they're willing to do that. We'll see. They haven't made any big nods to it, but then again, they have been kind of keeping some of the you know launches they've been doing a little bit secretive from what we're normally used to. So we might see that as kind of a last ditch attempt to kind of bring this game back to life again my thing is they've set it up perfectly for them to continue support of battlefront 2 like you said fallen order is a single player only game why would you put your focus on a single player only game when you need to be a fleshed out publisher you want to fill as many uh, gaps in the offering as you possibly can so i think this would be a good pillar for them to have you have battlefront 2 as the multiplayer game and then you have jedi fallen order that is strictly single player story driven game so i think those are two pillars that they should keep specifically on different levels and i guess it depends on what you define as new content i mean some people would define that as new heroes villains and maps and i guess what they're doing right now is technically new content they're adding little stuff every once in a while but it's still nothing nothing like you know crazy big 
But I hope after the game does come out, they they keep doing some more bigger updates every once in a while. I'm fine with kind of the smaller stuff to buy them some time to, you know, release some bigger, more substantial things to the game. I definitely think something big is going to be announced at Gamescom, which is why there's so much secrecy around it. Definitely, yeah. They're kind of the last line they said kind of teased it a little bit because they were kind of being reserved about it. Yeah, it's they're they're going to be future, featuring the future of Battlefront Two, and I expect that to be quite big. If we were going to have a third game, it would have already been rumored. Now, this would be the time frame that they would be releasing it. So I think it's interesting that we won't be getting. Technically, this would be the Battlefront Three time frame was when Fallen Order would come out. So I think that sets it up perfectly for for Jedi Fallen Order to be its own thing. What, every two years? every Yeah, so Battlefront 2015 and then Battlefront 2 2017. And now this game, which is coming out in 2019. Yep. So maybe they're trying to release a Star Wars game every couple years, you know, kind of have some sort of schedule. That'd be cool to... Because EA has this license for... Did they renew it, I believe? They have it until 2022. Okay. So they definitely have enough time to at least release another game. It'd be kind of cool if they did a type of roadmap of what we can expect, but then again, it's Star Wars content, so it's a little more reserved. I I fully believe that we will be getting a fully supported Battlefront 2 throughout the Jedi Fallen Order time frame, just because of how they've set up the game and how the community is right now. The community is quite healthy. The community is quite strong. Uh, to his point about the price of the game, I think EA is still making quite a bit of money off of this. Yes, there are sales, but again... I mean, not. I, I definitely would say it's not as consistent as most other you know, in-game purchase-driven games. Because basically they're just making their money off the you know what you buy up front. Because all the DLC is free, otherwise the only income they're getting is via the crystals. So I don't know, I feel like it's self-sufficient. It shouldn't, they shouldn't be losing money off of it, but then again... Yeah, I, I don't think that they're losing money off and of it. And that's the reason they make sequels, video game companies, is so they can get another installment in the in the game, even early games, like to where they didn't have access to the internet to release downloadable content. They would release sequels so frequently just so they could get more money like that. And if they're doing this format to where it's not really, because I have no incentive to buy any crystals ever. Like, there is no, I'm not tempted to buy anything. I'm not like, arguing myself dang i don't need to do this literally have no ambition to buy any of those yeah so maybe they're trying to do in this format you know they would need to make another game to make that sort of money but i don't see that happening in the near future it depends on how they approach skins going forward because right now the skins are kind of lackluster yeah just make it more desirable i mean i can just farm the game and then buy these things it's not like the biggest thing i don't want all of these skins like there's only a couple that i'd even be interested in wearing otherwise the default's perfectly fine they haven't really nurtured a culture of skin buying like fortnite or even apex uh pubg those all really nurtured that the idea of buying skins and customizing it to your specific playstyle. For sure. And I think EA is definitely lacking on that aspect. And it might have something to do with they're kind of scared to do it because they got all the backlash at the beginning of the game. So they might be a little hesitant to lose more players in the fan base, but I'm not sure with how their mindset is going forward. But if they made good content for, you know, a decent price, I would definitely consume that and, mm-hmm. you know, purchase that and give them some of my money. And like you said, robot mall skin would be quite epic and fortnite like charges 20 dollars for a skin so like make that 15 but 
I don't know, the crystal format's kind of strange and kind of hard to comprehend, so maybe make it a little simpler and then... I don't know, they just need to revamp that whole thing if they're interested in making money. I don't care either way. I'm just going to enjoy the game. But that's more on their side. If they're if they're really doing poorly monetarily-wise, then they need to kind of revamp it. They're definitely making money. That's indicative with the support that we've gotten so far. Yeah, for sure. They're not going to support a game that they're losing money off of. But it's definitely not as much as other games and not as much as the potential that they could be making off of it. Yeah, but we, we don't know 100% for sure. It's just ideas, theories, and hypotheses. But I definitely think that they are going to support the game in the future. I think that they are making enough money to make that a priority. And definitely with the support of the game, they are getting... They're slowly but surely surely earning our trust back, which was definitely questioned when this first game came out. And finally, we're getting uh, more YouTubers and more people in the, the game media industry realizing that this game is something that is supported, it's something that is growing, it is something that is completely changed from launch. So that's always good. And again, another great reason to support this game is it's now in EA Access, which is EA subscription service, which offers a bunch of games in that uh, Battlefront, 20, uh, Battlefront 2015, Battlefront 2, uh, the some of the Battlefield games, Sims, and I think some of the FIFA games are all in that. So they do want to drive people towards that service as well. So I think supporting that is a great way to see that visibly there as well. So it's not specifically just the sales of the game. It's also the sales of EA Access and offering a compelling catalog of games in that as well. And like you said, Battlefront's been going on sales for like tw- uh, 10 bucks, so now is one of the best times to get into the game because of the, the content that's offered. But yeah, Gamescom is coming up, and we'll be getting the full details on that. But I definitely think that we will be getting a lot more content and a lot more support for the game going forward. And I think the launch of Jedi Fallen Order will just bolster the sales of Battlefront 2 instead of hindering them. Definitely, hopefully that'll that'll work in tandem with each other and kind of be vice versa. Because I know they were offering a, a pre-order bonus if you had the Battlefront. Someone was telling me that. Yeah, so you get uh, 10 or 15% off until launch if you own a Battlefront 2. So I think Battlefront 2 will be a great tie-in. So that gives you more incentive to buy the game because you get, you know, you get a fun game to play and also get, you know, a little bit of discount for the for the next game. Yeah, and maybe maybe it works this way. So I'm playing Jedi Fallen Order. I'm really enjoying my time, but man, I really would love to play multiplayer shooter in the Star Wars universe. Oh, hey, there's there's Battlefront over there. It's on sale for 10 bucks. Because it's completely single-player story-driven game. Like, there's not going to be a multiplayer option online. Yeah. So it kind of forces you to play this game if you kind of want that. Because you're going to finish the game and you know, complete 100% it and get bored of that. But then you still want to play something in the Star Wars universe. And Battlefront 2, you know, it's a multiplayer game, so it's so much playability. So hopefully they'll work in with tand- or tandem with each other. If you're playing Battlefront 2, you want a single-player type thing, and the campaign's not cutting it for you, you just go over to Fallen Order. Yeah, and I think that's the advantage EA has with its creation of and its and its hold over the Star Wars license for video games is they can cross promote like this maybe if you buy battlefront uh, maybe if you buy jedi fallen order you get a discount for battlefront be cool if you could do 
like get trophies in Fallen Order and somehow that could give you crystals within the game of Battlefront 2. It'd be really cool if they had like a symbiotic relationship and you know you got you benefited from playing both games in each game. Yeah, definitely. I would love to see that tie in. Maybe you get Battlefront 2 credits for playing the game. Like that could be fun. What do you expect to see at Gamescom? I mean I would hope to see a new map or game mode, maybe even a hero or villain, but I'm kinda just keep my ex- expectations pretty low because if they do underwhelm us I won't be too disappointed which is kind of the way to go when you're expecting EA games and stuff games Sadly. in general yeah just games in general movies anything really so be more pessimistic about it but I mean I hope we get some more content maybe an updated roadmap that gives a little more detail towards us and hopefully they're honest about the entire thing because EA play was kind of hazy on some of their yeah. things they were saying so be brutally honest you know, make sure we all understand what you're saying and hopefully get some new content in the in the process. Yeah, set the expectations as they should be set instead of uh, leaving them open to interpretation and getting blown out of proportions and then having a story in the, the media where it's like, oh, Battlefront 2 promises this but does not deliver. Because, like, most people are only watching the first five minutes of the thing and then leaving, and if you don't, you know, say what you need to say about, you know, the honest truth of what's going to come out, then it gets misconstrued and then people get disappointed when they find out the truth. Cause I know the first time, you know, they announced Darth Maul and all the, the new wave of heroes and villains, people thought it was going to be in, you know, teams of two, they would be released, but it ended up just being one at a time. And that kind of gave some disappointment to the fans. Uh, General Grievous. And correct. Just, you know, the wave of the, the new heroes and villains. And if you did only watch the first few minutes, I can completely understand why you would think that. Cause it's a little clickbaity. It seemed like they were all going to be launched in one huge update. And why wouldn't they? Because they've always done that in the past. Yeah. But they did spread it out, and we were kind of confused on that. They spread it out in a way that was very confusing. Furthermore, is because they they said, oh, yeah, it it seemed like they were going to all launch it at once. And then it was going like, okay, this is going to be in this section and this section. And then they broke it down further and separated even more. So hopefully they're pretty transparent about the whole process and we get some stuff that we're looking forward to. And, you know, if I have something to look forward to, I'm going to be more likely to play the game because, you know, you get prepared for it. I think that's about it for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. And I'm Sam Goodwin. You can follow us on Twitter at SWBpodcast, twitter.com slash SWBpodcast. We would appreciate it there. Try to be as active as possible there. We always have room to improve, so definitely let us know what you like to see more of. Another great thing for Twitter is letting us know what your thoughts on the show is, what you would like, to co- what, what you would like us to cover, thoughts on what was covered, and just let us know. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast, like Joseph Loera, or through PayPal like Daniel Schilling, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, and our Gmail is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. Definitely let us know your thoughts there as well. We'd love to hear it. Also, our DMs are now open on Twitter, so if you'd like to send us some thoughts, you can send us it through that way as well. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you find podcasts, you can listen to this show. As always, thanks for listening. And may the Force be with you. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I said welcome to the Battlefront Podcast.